0: Welcome back to the, uh, the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Uh, we are talking veteran transition, but more so than veteran transitions, we're talking about changing mindsets to get better outcomes during career transitions. I've got Jason Anderson with me. Again, Jason is the, uh, the founder of a company called Pre Veteran. He's doing great things. He's helping veterans transition and change their mindset to adjust to the civilian world, which in turn is helping companies adapt better to the, the the expectations of the veteran as well. And it's creating a lot of better outcomes. And that's about as easy as I could say, Jason. So uh, now that I bungled that, let's just talk. Let's just dive right in. How's that sound?
1: Man, Craig, I love it. You know, we were here months and months ago when we uh, launched the company. So we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And I'm excited to be here.
0: Cool. Let's go back to what you do with pre-veter. You have got your advisory service and you are helping people, you know, basically veterans are saying, hey, look, they need a mindset shift to adjust to the civilian world. Talk about that role.
1: Yep. So so you're hitting the nail right on the head. I, you know, I think it's kind of common sense. That's not very common, if that makes sense. But there's a big difference between the public and private sectors, even though it's not discussed at length in short social media posts on podcasts and different kind of marketing material, but it's a profound difference. And um, what we're finding obviously is that the military member is not prepared themselves for that. And there's a lot of reasons, but how we get to the root of things is understanding or making them understand rather that they do need to have that mindset shift that you were talking about. Because it is significantly different.
0: Mm-hmm. I've run into a lot. Of, I've I've run into a lot of transitioning people. know, ultimately, they they sort of think they know it. <laughs> they don't know what they don't know. Um, the worst thing I've ever heard was, "I'm an exceptional leader of people," and I'm like, "Well, we've, there's there's a lot of exceptional leaders of people out there in the world." Exactly. What's the I, shift? I, what is the shift? What is the shift? That a military member, what, yeah, you're changing, you're making a career change. A lot of people, it's a great resignation right now. People are making a career change. What are, you know, what's the mental shift that people need to do to, to, to find the right place for themselves?
1: That That is the $20 million question. I think we're getting ever closer to the answer on that. And where I kind of start with that, I got to give you a little historical context. So in my own transition in 2014, um, we all describe, or at least I describe, and we describe it pre-veteran, it's a physiological event. I mean, it is triggering your autonomic nervous system. Um, you're going to go for, through the fight or flight response. So it's it, it's very, um, I only say that to, to mention and bring to the forefront that you will pay attention to it. At some point, your body will make you pay attention to it and make you address it, Right. So Mm -hmm. back in 2014, um, that's when I was going to plan for retirement in 2012 is when I it finally bubbled up into my consciousness and I knew I had to deal with it because I was getting stressed out. Mm -hmm. So um, back then uh, there was there was uh, very little in the way of support outside of TAP. Um, I was interested in entrepreneurship at the time. It had always attracted me, but mostly because we were going to move back to Wyoming and there were no jobs here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, I got I to gotta create a small business, even though that was completely irrational at the time because I had no skills whatsoever to be able to do that. So um, what I want to kind of get to is that mindset you were just talking about. And here's what we've discovered in creating our programs, because in that 2014 to you know current time period, um, we did a ton of research. Um, the research revealed that there's a two year poor performance outcome from the military right now. So there's a gap where performance in pretty much every measure is bad. Now, the reason why that's happening is something that we did with our own research. And, and part of what we did is I hired a, a cognitive neuroscientist for a year Mm -hmm. And I needed to learn about how the brain functions, um, not from a PTS standpoint, because people always make that association, it's not that. It's from a thinking standpoint and thinking is significant because thinking drives outcomes. Um, The the clear chain of custody from thinking is thinking leads to behavior, leads to action and leads to outcomes. So obviously the genesis of this is if your thoughts are out of line, with the private sector or out line with a successful post-military transition, your mm-hmm. outcomes will not be good. Conversely, however, if you could get that sorted out, if you have thoughts that are absolutely productive and and are able to be aligned with the private sector, that will lead to better behaviors, actions, and outcomes. So that forms the basis of what we're doing now. Now, one more kind of thing I put into that is part of our analysis through this cognitive neuroscience based model that we created that's proprietary to Mm pre-veteran is we we have a very solid analysis of how military members without any training, additional training are approaching transition. And it's really important because um, it, it has to do with how your brain uses memory or lack of memory to make decisions because if you could kind of think about how you normally you know through the throughout the course of a day think depending on the subject, you either know nothing about it or you know something about it within the context of your existing experience, right? Mm -hmm. So here's where the military member comes in, where um, unless you're a reservist, where you've kind of gone in and out of the private sector or at least had separate jobs as an adult, you you don't have any experience. And what that really means is you have no long-term memory to draw from, and that's gonna create problems because your thinking actually Mm -hmm. stops, right? So what ends up happening is something that we've coined as the brain gap. And what this means is your brain um, is always trying to solve problems. So you now have a problem you got to solve. I can't think through this, right? So what do you do? You go to social media, you go to LinkedIn, you go to Facebook, you go to forums. um, You're listening to influencers. Influencers are telling you, you know, Do informational interviews, build a network, find a mentor, right? I mean, all these messages are out there and it makes sense because your brain is trying to fill the gap that you have in that knowledge. Right. Here's the problem, right? Ask the transitioning service member that next line of question, that one next, just one more question and it all comes apart like a house card. Like for instance, okay, so you've been told build a network, find a mentor, do informational interviews. My question to everyone I talk to is, well, what are you going to ask that mentor? What are you mm-hmm. going to ask that network? What are you going to ask that informational intervi- interviewer? And they're like, I don't know. So, so clearly there's a gap in what's being right. told, what's influencing your mind, and then what they're trying to do. Now, I don't fault the service member for doing this at all, right? Because their brain, they, they don't have the experience, so they're trying to find it elsewhere on social media, except the advice that that, that's out there just doesn't seem to be getting them to a successful place right now. So that's one piece, Craig. Let me tell you one more. And um, so there's another side of that, right? So your military experience, whether it's four years or 30 years, is also going to play a huge role in how you think. And what you're going to try to do on that, and that's perhaps more insidious, is you're going to take your military related experience that you've gained over four or 30 years, and you're gonna to try to pull it over into the private sector one for one and use that matrix in your head for yep. making decisions. And, and that becomes equally problematic. So in essence, the mind of the service member within what I just described becomes the biggest challenge to yeah. their own successful transition.
0: No doubt. I mean, like w- what you're talking about is in a lot of ways, it's a loss. You know, you're, you're walking out of a very, you're walking out of a very comfortable place that you know you don't know where to go. It's like people got fired. You know, they're like, "Whoa, I just got fired from my job. I've got nothing to, you know, I've got nothing to look to, or 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 I got nothing on the back end of this." All of a sudden, they start to panic. They're running around like they're like a chicken with their head cut off. A con, you know, it, it it's a very strange place. Um, I've got a really good friend whose wife has, you know, got cancer. He's doing the same thing. It's he's like, I don't know. So he's looking on the internet. He's, he's talking to everybody. He's trying to find the answers. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard place to, it's, it's a hard place for anybody to be. You don't know what you don't know, because you've never been there before. Um, it's, and, and and you're right. It does become a physical physiological thing. I mean, it could be, you know, a transitioning military member. It could be a, you know, it can be, like I said, somebody who's, who's, whose spouse is going through a horrible illness. And you're trying to figure out all the answers and you can't yep. or it's trying to figure out, hey, look, my I just got laid off. I just got fired. My company just got closed down. Yep. You know, what do I do? So it, it plays into, yes. You know, so what you're doing is playing into a lot of, you know, the emotions a lot of people feel in their lives.
1: I, I agree. And, it, and it's a human being thing. And that's why we like taking it to the brain, because. The thought is what generates the outcome. I mean, that again, that clear chain of custody. What I wanted to tell you is that while I just kind of you know presented the challenge. We have a solution now, and this is kind of what I want to talk about yeah. with a pre-veteran. You know, um, so let me kind of frame it this way. Um, okay. and, and again, this kind of applies to your non-military audience as well when it's going through any kind of transitional change, right? So what we call the existing system and the associated mindset we just discussed about is what we call military transition 1.0. It was formulated by the government from the TAP program beginning in 1991, and it was of, of course intended to, to get everyone that's in out of the military fulfill their fiduciary duty of doing that, which means mm-hmm. if you look at the checklist, it literally covers everything in the chicken and uh, the kitchen sink, right? So right right right. Employment is buried in there in like line item number 84 of 430, right? So clearly the most important things aren't prioritized because that's not how the government works. It has to give you everything because it's legally obligated. It does not parse out the really specific stuff. So what we want to do is we want to make a solid transition to military transition 2.0. And 2.0 is where you understand that the existing system is not functional. You understand that as a human being, you have a choice. Um, And then you understand that what you're going to have to do is get out of a transactional mindset, which is like, hey, get me a job into a transformational mindset that means I know what I want. I know what I want to do. I know what company industry role and level I want to go into, which means it's going to take a framework program, whatever you want to call it for support, because there's got to be a framework to facilitate that transformation. There needs to be tools that are in there. And most importantly, there needs to be sustained support. So yeah. I'm I'm challenging what you're saying because I think even in the, the 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 private sector market, not just the military, when you go through these transitional changes, people are still thinking transactionally. Right? They're like, hey, I'll, I'll find a I'll find a headhunter. I'll I'll go find a recruiter. And and they hadn't they haven't done the upfront work to figure out who they are, what they want to do, what what changes have influenced you know the market or what I want to do. So this is deliberately where we want to go.
0: Yeah, well, that's change. I mean, it's it's change. I, I can't tell you how many companies that's like, "Hey, Craig, help us." Okay, I help them. They get the person. They want immediate results. Well, wait a minute. We're talking change. You've got a new person on there. You gotta you gotta adapt to them a little bit. You gotta figure out what makes them tick. That person's got to figure out what makes you tick. You know, I, I want instant. It's we're we're not making coffee here. It's it's. Yeah, we're we're talking about people and emotions and talk about the process of transformation 2.0. I mean, that's that's interesting.
1: So so let us first acknowledge that the institutional kind of way it's set up right now is a is a challenge. I mean, we're gonna to have to chip at a way, chip at it um, from an individual standpoint, and then individuals in the aggregate are gonna start beginning changing fundamentally how things are structured is is going in kind of argument. So what we do is, is again, it's self-transformation. And so from a timeline standpoint, our ideal candidates are a year to three years out, right? And there's a reason for that. And there's more specifics because we got to talk more specifically. So the reason why the existing system does not work well is because it typically happens in the last 12 months. Well, what else happens in the last 12 months is you three extra workload. It's just not Mm -hmm. into the national discourse, right? You're doing your normal job, which includes training, it includes family obligations. So that's that's just a steady state kind of effort you gotta put in. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. in your last 12 months, the next thing you gotta do is disentangle yourself from the military. So you're doing all your out-processing, you're doing all your capturing of medical records for VA potential VA, um, you know, compensation. You're also making sure that you're, you know, being read out from your security clearance. You're doing this for your family. It is a huge, huge time sink, right? Mm -hmm. So that's your 2x workload. Now your 3x workload is on top of that. You got to figure out who you are, what you want to do and what you're going to do, you know, how you're going to get paid. So you can imagine from a closest fire standpoint, it's going to be the, I got to do my job and do training and my family obligations is number one. The next is I got to disentangle myself because I have no choice. So, of course, the last one prioritized is perhaps the most important one.
0: (laughs) I I got to figure out what my next life is going to be. Right.
1: So so the system is already just flawed deeply. So what we're saying is one to three years out um, before you hit that descent and begin all that extra activity. So what we're encouraged by is the, the vast majority of our students that have been through our first course are at the one to, uh, one to four year actually out. So they the messaging has resonated with them because they're understanding that they need to get on a pathway mm-hmm. to a more productive thought space, which leads to behavior, action, mm-hmm. and outcome. And that's what we do. So we have two course offerings right now, right? And they're both centered around employment because that's where the market is the market is mm-hmm. you know of the um the transitioning service member which is big 250,000 per year 90 plus percent going to employment 60 to 70% of those 90% going to private sector employment
0: mm-hmm. we just
1: told you that there's a two year performance gap why don't we just get rid of that performance gap by doing, Mm -hmm. you know, left of bang or before you transition this, this, this needed transformation and alignment to the private sector. And then we alleviate that two-year gap, you know, employers are going to get ready on day one employers or employees. They'll know what company role and level they want to go into. So they're pretty much ready on day one, which means it's a better impact to the company, um, and it's a better talent that has a better chance of being retained, that has a better chance of being fulfilled because they've gone through the exercise of knowing who they are and what they want to do.
0: It's, it's, I mean, and, and it's a great thing. It, it helps. You know, just like you said, you eliminate the two-year performance gap. I mean, I was talking to a oh, oh eight, oh nine. 08, Yep. He's out. He's getting out. You know, he's like, all right, I'm out. What do I do? What do you mean? What do I do? <laughs> It's like what, what do I do? I'm like, why weren't you thinking about this two years ago? You knew it was coming. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you got for me? I'm like, well, I don't know. What are you good at? And 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 therein lies the you know, too many people they get they 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 wait till that last minute. Or you know, once again, this is what I teach non-military people. One day a week, you need to have a networking call with somebody. One day a week, you need to be having a coffee or something different. You need to be doing something because if your job blows up, you you, you put your networks out and you've got a good idea what direction to go next. But nobody yep. does, nobody does it. I'm too busy. Well, you're too busy to take care of yourself. So, nope. what I
1: think you're pointing at and spot on, because you see as many of these folks as I do, right? It requires a behavior change mm-hmm. for sure. So Remember, thoughts drive behaviors. So we got to actually have a thought change and the person has, has to be self-aware enough. They have to have two things. Mm-hmm. They have to be self-aware enough to know that those thoughts that they have right now are not going to lead to a successful outcome or a less than successful outcome. Mm-hmm. And this kind of, the other parts of that is military people, because of that mindset heuristic or that existing military experience have absolutely convinced themselves they can figure it out. Yep. Even though they cannot articulate with any specificity, how they're going to do it. They're just going to say, I'm going to be a blue collar guy. I'm going to go figure it out. And you're like, well, how are you going to do that? And they're like, I have no idea. We, we get highly educated and rational people become highly irrational during mm-hmm. this time period. And this is problematic because going back to your 08 converse or your, your conversation with the 08, right? What do you want me to do? So that is that is like, or what should I do, Craig, or help me out. This is quintessential um, military mindset heuristic. This is your military experience of being mm-hmm. told what your job is and what you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it doesn't fault the intelligence of a clearly okay. uh, very intelligent class of people. It's just, they've run so many cognitive cycles in their head Right. of here's your AFSC, here's your MOS, here's your next job, go figure it out. That's not how it works, right? Yeah. You, you're not given a job and then you go figure it out. It's you got to figure out what the jobs are and plug yourself into that. So it's a fundamental change.
0: Well, it's it's a little like this. It's it's like I use the vacation analogy. My wife is incredibly organized. She's like she's like organized, annoyingly organized, which I love about her because we're going on vacation to Spain. Well, you know, we're going we're going to Spain or we're going wherever. She's like. Here's what we're going to do when we're in Spain. Everybody's like, cool. This is where we're going. She's got to figure it out. But minute, you drop it. What are you going to say? Oh, we don't know. Let's, let's just figure it out when we get there. You don't speak the language. You don't know the turf. You don't know the geography. You know, nobody, you know, you don't know what's there. You don't know what's available. And this is what, you know, and this is where the disconnect is, you know, and hey, I, I fly F-18s off a flight deck. I'll figure it out. Well, no, you won't. You probably won't. And this is what makes HR leaders and and hiring managers inside business mental, because the, the, the average military person that's getting out is highly intelligent and brings a lot of skill, but it's all it's all latent because nobody can communicate with each other.
1: So so let me let me kind of roll this back into 1.0 right and why we're trying to change because it's really important for yeah. companies, HR uh, you know hiring managers and whatnot think of the corrosiveness and the poison that's there because of the transition 1.0 right mm-hmm. um, because it's been a blocky 1.0 program that's supposed to cater to everyone, which means by definition it caters to no one it also does the service member a disservice by saying, You're going to be hired by whomever they're going to be beating down the door, right? And this insinuates, even though it doesn't say it explicitly, it insinuates to the service member, they don't need to change. And this is a fundamental flaw. Absolutely. So what we teach them is you need to self-transform. Again, it's going to take time. It's going to take iteration. It's going to take framework, sustained support tools, but you gotta buy into that. And and the hardest part we're having right now is that mindset you were just talking about of the person doesn't think they need to change. And mm-hmm. this is what needs to change. And this is why we're going to 2.0, because Sorry, to go back to 1.0 with your HR and hiring manager, because it's been so dysfunctional and there's that two year gap, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, the government and and researchers are going to say, well, the company needs to change and Mm -hmm. the community needs to absorb the military member. And it always takes the responsibility off the individual transitioning member, Uh, which is the the common denominator in every action, right, is them. So guess who needs to change? Them, them, the story, right?
0: How are so, you getting? You're yeah. talking about one. You're talking about look, one to four years out. Yep. How are you reaching these people? You know, you got some. You got some junior officers out there with. You know, they've got. You know, they've got six year obligations, or so. Year two, you're going. Hey, look, are you gonna make this a career? And they're going, I don't know. Um. You know, or, or you got your aviators out there with I think ten year commitments now, and you're going, all right, you're you're in you're in year six, you're looking at, you You staying or going, you know, and they're thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do. So how are you, how are you reaching? How are you reaching through the tap people, the transition assistance people and how, how are you, know, et cetera. So we're,
1: we're, we're taking like, look, big institutional programs like this actually think they're doing well. It's part of the institution, right? They'll find some metric to say they're successful, even though they're demonstrably not right. Mm-hmm. So the latest metric, you know, I talk with in my mentor and peers and things like that, that kind of work on this stuff is, you know, there's something, you know, that the the, the DOD pays the, uh, you know, the unemployment benefit for people that are unemployed. So back in 2012 is when the big the big hit was, and this was, you know, post Lehman Brothers crisis and financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DOD was paying a billion dollars a year for unemployment benefit, right? A billion Wow, a lot of money, right? This is 2012. Flash forward to now, and we're like at two to three hundred million per year, steady state. And they're like, "Bravo, the program's working." You know, and and any reasonable person would look at this and go, "No, it's not working." And why would you use that metric? That means you're, yeah. it's it's truly not working. So. You know, that, that, that's part of the frustration to your question of how do we reach these people? The institution will not change itself. It does not benefit us to try to get to change the institution. They will not change. They're hard-headed, They are convinced that what they're doing is right. They're tripling down on it. They'll continue to do that. So we have to work around the periphery, right? So the advantage these days is obviously reach via social media. And, and eventually, after you've got a good program that's proven and it works, word of mouth will happen. And then guess what? Associations will want to put people through the program and and different things like that. And we're already making some solid footing in that. The hard part is that's really interesting that we found out is that um, military people are very interesting digital creatures. I remember thinking this way, so I'm not going to, you know, criticize or throw, you know, stones out of my glass house here is that, you know, they were told, Hey, don't have a big digital footprint, you know, um, it's, it's bad for security and all these things. The problem with that is um, while they know how to use the technology, they don't know how to use it to get a job or gain information because they don't know how to interact. What they do is they go and they watch, they'll watch this, right? And they'll listen to this podcast and, and they'll troll it and they'll suck all the information they can out of it, right? Because they're trying to solve a problem are convinced that they could do it. And some threads of this information are going to feed into that thinking process, right? So right. they'll they'll pull a couple threads out of this, move on to the next one, move on to the next one, move on to the next one and try and think they could piece this puzzle together themselves, which is a little crazy. So we're reaching in and um, right now it's primarily LinkedIn. And, but we fully acknowledge that, you know, that's what like one to 3% probably of the transition, it's Mm -hmm. tiny. So we're working on different ways now um, to, you know, use the digital world to, um, there, there, there's some ways to kind of reach people that are out there, but it's interesting, the demographic in, in how they use technology in some regards from a consumption standpoint, but don't use it for a, uh, you know, kind of employment standpoint. Correct. You probably see that too, right?
0: Oh, I see everything. Uh, yeah. it's Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like one of those things where I mentor young people college kids, and I mentor transitioning military people. Yeah, I got a couple of people have reached out, hey, would you help? Sure. And what do I encourage them to do? Get their LinkedIn profile, but not just to have a LinkedIn profile. Put some thoughts up there. You know, you you read the Wall Street Journal, find an article that was very, that hit you in the Wall Street Journal, put it up there. You know, talk about a scenario, write about a scenario that you had, you know, it's, it's, Use LinkedIn so that people realize that you have a brain and you're not just sucking, you are actually, you know, creating too. Yes. Um, yes. You know, that's a very, very good point.
1: So, so there's one other one that, um, so look, uh, military people aren't going to want to hear this, but it's the truth. And we're all about telling the truth here. There's groupthink and then there's the military, right? This is like a fully new level of groupthink that yeah. starts deliberately when you get into basic training. It's carried throughout um, the DOD until you leave. And another part of this transformation is actually the regaining of independent thinking. This is absolutely critical for your success profile, right? Because the independent thinking is yours. And what you were just talking about of commenting or doing a post is a great exercise because it shows what you're thinking. That's what an employer wants and is paying for. Um, Yes, you could be very talented as a military person, but you're so not aligned with what the private sector wants or needs at that state, we got to get you there. But part of that is independent thinking and being able to put things together and not being told by regulation, what to think by, mm-hmm. you know, your leader, what to think. These are your thoughts. This is what makes you special is your ability to do this. And yeah. that's another part of the program that I think is really important.
0: Yeah. And and like when people think about, Hey, I'm going to post what I'm thinking. Well, no, that's not a great idea. <laughs> um, you know, the, Politics, don't be posting your politics, you know, it's all about how to make things better. It's if you're you are you, you are a fill in the nasty whatever, you know, no, that's not it. It's, hey, I understand what you're thinking type. And this is how you keep it military friendly, too. I understand what you're thinking, but maybe you should look at it this way to achieve these results, right? I mean, yeah, more people get in trouble with social media because they just put stupid stuff up that- Absolutely. You know, so, and that's how you keep out of trouble with, you're not really taking a stance. You're saying, hey, look, I have a brain. I see the problem too. This is how I would solve it. Let's talk about something different. We're talking about the military member transition. Businesses are knocking themselves out to try to figure out, look, we really want to bring in veterans.
1: Yep.
0: And, you know, they they just have it's it's been both ways. Businesses can't figure it out. They, they've rolled out red carpets. They've done everything they can to make. Yeah, you know, we're veteran friendly. But there's a there's a disconnect there. What, you know, what about businesses coming to pre-veteran and going, all right, what should we be doing? And why aren't they? Yep. Or are they? Or are they? That's a better question. Are they?
1: So so our focus for the company is obviously serving the individual, making sure we start growing that group of people who's changed their mindset and is going to end up being more successful. And as that group grows, we know that companies will become interested because, frankly, we just have better talent that is has already been transformed and changed. And, and by the way, once they go through our course, they're in our alumni group, which where we do further deliberate development within that because we want them to stay engaged, persistent, growing, you know, in that group. So that's a private group, right? Because we don't want just anyone in there. We want people who have been through the program so that they're just different like that, because we do know moving on, right? Because businesses are under a lot of pressure. And as you know, because we talked about the 1.0 bad system, Mm -hmm. the 2.0 system, we get to talk about those second, third, fourth, fifth order magnitude effects. And one is, making it easier on the business for God's sakes, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, something we never talk about with the business, because we're still in this transactional, let's get them a job, doesn't matter what it is, as long as they're off the books, and you know, they got a job or metric is great, whatever. Mm -hmm. But we talk about the business, right? The business has a very specific, well, first, public private sector, very different. They're in a market driven, deliberately created market Mm-hmm. Uh, condition that wants it to be as competitive as possible. So what ends up happening is of course you know this. Um you know the company has a headcount, a very specific headcount, which means, and this is just foreign to military people, but we need to talk about it in this segment, right? Is they have a specific headcount. And what this means is that the leaders of a business have decided on how many full-time employees is required to address their market, right? What does this mean? Well, this means that within that full, uh, you know, those full time employees and that headcount, you're going to have hyper specific credentialed, specialized people to run the business right now, whether it's a, you know, directly in line with the, you know, the, the the business unit or whether it's overhead matrix organization or whatever, each individual person has a very specific role Mm -hmm. to play in the business. And you can see where this becomes problematic for the military person who in a 1.0 world is not told they have to change, doesn't believe they have to change and all these things. So Mm -hmm. it puts a lot of pressure on the business. And then going back to 2012, you know, all of a sudden there was initiatives coming out of the Lehman Brothers crisis that employers need to do more. You get Mm -hmm. organizations made, it's funded, and you're not solving the fundamental problem, which is the individual, right? And we continue trying to make sure the communities are taking care of them and the employers are taking care of them. And again, we got to go back to this individual thing. So um, what uh, with the company, um, the first thing we're trying to do is, is change the individual. Right. But knowing that the company has a role to play in this as well is important to us. So what we'd like to do is get them better talent. Right. But we're new to the company. Our talent pipeline is growing, but it's still, is trickling in on approaching a transition in the next year or months into the next thing. So um, that's part of it is if we could you know, control the supply. But on the um, employer side, they they do have this thing called the civil military divide, right? Mm-hmm. So what's cool about that is our cognitive modeling works for a company, just like it would for the transitioning member, because it's a human model, right? So, so guess what? I, I mean, and this is in all the research. So I, I'll just get right mm-hmm. to the point with the employer. Now, remember, with our modeling, the the human brain and more importantly, the resident memories are are how you draw upon making a decision. So Mm -hmm. let's take an HR person hiring manager who goes, hey, I need to hire a veteran. Statistically, 93% of the United States is not a veteran, which means they have no knowledge in their brain unless it's, you know, from a second or third source. So guess what? When they process this information, they're going to have the same phenomenon from not knowing something to bringing in yep. an existing experience into that thought process. So guess what? All the research shows that when they look at veterans, if they don't have personal experience of being a veteran, they think of them as either a hero or a PTSD person, right?
0: Right, 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 right.
1: Which, which is completely unaligned with reality. However... I can show you that model and that to that company so that they can approach their hiring practices in a much more proactive, practical, functional fashion. Because you know, you could talk you could call it unconscious bias, you can call it what you want. Mm-hmm. What we just call it is your normal thinking process and how mm-hmm. you're gonna have gaps in how you think of the veteran, not because you're malicious or have any of these things. It's you you don't have an existing memory. So
0: it's just a bias you hear. Yeah. It's just a bias. It's
1: just a bias, but, but I I like it because the unconscious bias thing brings with it some really interesting social science. We, we, we like to uh, think of it as just how normal human beings cognate. And if they don't have a memory of it, they're going to try to, they're going to fill it in with commercials, anecdotal conversations, certainly things that aren't scientific and it's going to skew how they think so you can call it bias you can call it whatever you want but but that that's what happens and but we can do it in a much more uh better fashion that shows them that
0: i got you so uh veteran helping transitioning members and businesses get better aligned to better hiring outcomes and better career transition outcomes how do people uh, get a hold of you
1: you betcha so um they could get a hold of us at preveteran.com So I'll break this down into two segments. If you're an individual that is is transitioning out of the military, um, we have plenty of resources on the website. Plus we have routine courses. Our first course is employment prep course. It's being held in February, July, and October of every year moving forward. Um, And then if you are a business, what we invite you to do is just go to the contact us page. Um, We're setting that up um, for a later uh, launch to talk to B2B kind of opportunities. But if you'd like help on your program and using a a uh, cognitive neuroscience-based model that really gets to the the heart of of how to make your HR and hiring practices much more efficient, and uh, we can also help you on the supply end of that from an employment, uh, sorry, a talent standpoint, uh, just get a hold of us on the contact us page and we'll get back with you within 24 hours.
0: Awesome, so Jason Anderson at PreVeteran.com, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, Craig. Always good, thank you. Awesome, thank you. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube, just do a search for aerospace executive podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig.